what would have to be true for me to have a really fulfilling retirement? Well, put some stuff in there that you're passionate about or that you might be passionate about. Or, and this would be my, my key point, make sure that you've designed some learning into your life. Because if so, you, you know, you'll probably be happy when some things go right and some things go wrong. That'll keep you passionate. Retirement. That's what we're all aiming at, right? But exactly what does that mean? It conjures up visions of endless days of golf, drinks with little umbrellas in them on a tropical beach, feet up, reading a book. Is that what it's all about? I don't think so. Life would get pretty dull after a while without anything meaningful to do, don't you think? I'm Jackie Doucette, and I'm on a mission to discover exactly what life is like beyond retirement. Join me while I chat with people who've already done it, who've retired to something rather than from something. Let's find out together exactly what's waiting for us when we say goodbye to that nine to five. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Retirement. I'm really excited today because I've got Patrick O'Malley with me all the way from France. And he's a guitar teacher and he teaches people online how to play the guitar. And he's been teaching people of all ages. And he's here today to tell us a little bit about how learning a new musical instrument can uh, benefit us, our brain health, our physical health, and just keep us being happy through, uh, through whatever part of life we're at. Patrick, thanks for joining me. Thank you very much. I'm speaking to you from France today, but as the name might suggest, I'm actually Irish. <laughs> Patrick O'Malley. That's okay. There was a Patrick was my... O'Malley in Good Morning Vietnam, the movie. There was a guy called Patrick O'Malley. There was. I, I remember that now that you yeah. mentioned it. I wouldn't have <laughs> thought of that, but <laughs> that's great. So tell us a little bit before we start about how you got involved in teaching people online. What, what drew you to doing that? Yeah, so I have been a guitar player for 25 years and I play other instruments as well. And I was teaching people in person. And uh, I noticed over time that uh, when I was teaching people what I used to play, I, I'm a kind of finger picker, you know, in the style of Merle Travis or Chet Atkins, if, you know, if that music rings a bell with anybody. And um, uh, people... My, my students who came to me would often say, oh, just teach me to play like that. You know, I just, I just want to play like that. Forget the easy stuff, forget the chords. Just, just let's, let's do this. And uh, ironically, what I found was when I started teaching people really difficult stuff, over time, they would actually continue to play the guitar uh, a year later, two years later. And, um, and if, that led me to write a course that I put online, which was to learn finger picking before you even know any chords which kind of sounds ridiculous. sounds like doing the advanced stuff instead of doing the basics first. But the reason is because uh, if you wanted to learn guitar tomorrow, like learning a few chords is actually really complex. There's lots of little things that you do with both hands and then you have to hit all the chords and it's quite complex. So I developed this way of teaching people guitar that was play one chord and now we're going to just work on the other hand, the picking hand, lots, because it's more fun and you can be more... <laughs> you can be more musical, like within a few minutes, you know, you can actually enjoy it as opposed to, you know, the neighbor's dog screaming in pain because you're playing your new musical instrument for the first time. So I developed this course from teaching people in person. And then um, I put it online. I've had 20,000 students in the past couple of years wow. doing it. 
and I've had a lot of feedback on it. So that's how I started. That's amazing. 20,000 students. And that's, it's something that people just sort of uh, find. I mean, I, personally, I wouldn't have thought that a lot of people were looking online for um, someone to teach them something like that. But I guess it's some, it's uh, very popular, especially now with uh, more time to spend online and more time to learn other things that people are, are choosing to find new hobbies, new, uh, new outlets for whatever uh, emotion they're feeling, that sort of thing. Yeah. So COVID, COVID is one factor because people have to do things online that they used to do physically or in person. Uh, but also I think it's generational. If you talk to university professors, they will say to you, oh, my students don't do research anymore. They just Google something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yep. I want them to do research. You know, I grew up in an era where we had the phone book and, you know, you used to look up someone's number in exactly. the phone book, this big yellow book that you could knock somebody out with. And, um, and now, of course, there's no such thing. You just have people's mobile phone numbers on, on, on your phone. There's no phone book anymore. But um, yeah, people just have this tendency to search online for things. The, I mean, the benefits are there because if you have an in-person lesson on guitar, it could be $60 or $70. Um, you can do a whole guitar course for that, that, that cost if you do it online. Oh, that's because true. obviously someone doesn't have to drive to your house. And, but uh, one of the things that, that I think has definitely contributed is COVID. And people, people who can't do things in person will we'll do things online. You see people doing exercise online, they do yoga online, they do everything yeah. online. And actually, I think we found that, that doing that is definitely possible. But also, I think in the future, when we fast forward a bit, we'll find that we still want to do some things in person. And yes, uh, that, that's, that's going to happen. But I think maybe what's happened is we will do more things online, but still do some things in person. I think, I think that's changed a bit. And um, the great thing with doing courses online, of course, is that you can do them, you know, in your own time. Yeah, you whenever them, you want. Exactly, your day ends and you can pick up your guitar for 15 minutes. Um, it can work very well, however, to have a fixed time that your personal trainer is waiting for you at 11 o'clock with, you know, <laughs> forces you to do your exercises. But I think people like being able to, to do learning in particular when, you know, when they get, the available times. They like to have that flexibility. So with your course, um, obviously it's a course that someone can sign up for and get and they do it on their own time. Do you have classes where you teach in, in real time as well? Or do you do just the courses that people can sign up for and do on their own? Yeah, I do do some courses one-on-one uh, -on -one with individual students, but you, you can't really help as many people that way. So like I said, like I say, I've had 20,000 people do my, my learn guitar as a total beginner course, but I, I can't teach those 20,000 people one-to-one. -one. No, and that's, of the, course. that's the challenge. The challenge is, can you actually create educational material that is empathic? So it actually understands what it's like to be somebody who, who will be frustrated in the early days, learning something new potentially, unless you really simplify it down and make it not only easy to understand, but also those first kind of rewards of learning something new don't have to be a month away or six months away. You know, within the first half an hour, you can have a nice moment. And that's, that's the challenge of creating online learning materials. 
But I will, I would say that um, what happens often is students will ask me a question and I'll, and I'll answer that by doing a little video or by typing something back and sometimes jumping on a call or sometimes we'll do lessons. But yeah, the, the, the short answer is that if you want to help a lot of people, you have to try and, and make stuff available on demand. Right. But sometimes, sometimes you do need a one-to-one -one instruction as well. So you've done some research into learning things and uh, music, musical instruments um, in particular, yeah. but how learning can just be beneficial to people at any age, at any time. Can you talk a little bit about that? I certainly can. Yeah. And um, when we were talking just before the show, I said to you that um, when people reach out to me uh, from my course students, I would say about half these days are people who are retired and people who have decided that they have some space in their lives to learn something. Or I've always wanted to learn guitar. You know, damn it. You know, really always admired people, watching people play guitar. My friend plays guitar. Oh, it would be a dream come true to play, you know. It's like, okay. Um, and they have questions. The questions are always funny. My fingers are either too fat or too short or they don't reach. Trust me, people, there's nothing wrong with your fingers, okay? <laughs> you might play your own unique style. You might, you know, adapt things to your hands. But uh, I get uh, emails from people who are in their 80s saying, you know, oh, I just learned this gypsy jazz song today. It, it's, it's never your, your fingers or your hands. But um, one of the common uh, trends that I hear, themes in the questions, um, often I get questions asking me something specific, but when people just make a general comment, like I'm, I'm happy or I'm enjoying it, one of the things you always hear is, I am benefiting so much mentally from learning something new. And um, I think that's definitely true. If you compare two people, one person is learning lots of fascinating stuff, Let's say in your, in your job, let's say in your job, you're learning things all the time and somebody else has a job where they've just mastered everything. There's nothing new to learn. It's just doing stuff. There is no learning. I think the first person is going to be five times happier than the second person. When oh, we're not learning, when you're not learning anything, right? It's, um, it's life is just a bit challenging. And, and when you're learning anything, and I, I, I do mean anything, Greek mythology, whatever you want to call it. I think that just makes us um, feel a little bit more alive. So I get a lot of feedback from students that, um, that yeah, mentally, um, just learning something new um, has helped them just um, feel a bit better about, you know, every day. Um, so I get a lot of uh, feedback from people who, uh, who, who notice a lot of, who notice a real spring in their step from learning something new, and particularly something that has been on their mind for a while. I'd love to, you know, play an instrument. Um, the other thing, just while we're talking about this, is um, I've done research based on the health benefits of actually learning an instrument. And I think in particular, the benefits for brain health are astounding. So I'm gonna share some of those with you if, if you're okay. That's great, that's great. Yeah, so um, there was a study done in 2011, um, patients suffering from depression. And to cut a long story short, those who engaged in music, learned a musical instrument, saw lower levels of depression and anxiety than patients who did not. And this is just like what I was saying earlier, you know, people who are learning a musical instrument um, basically have a better mood, less anxiety and lower levels of depression. I, I don't find that a surprise. That kind of makes sense to me. Um, there was another study in 2014 that found that uh, playing a musical instrument 
improves your cognitive and verbal skills. Because playing an instrument uses the same brain pathways as you know, word generation and language tasks. Makes sense again to me, intuitively, if you can communicate um, on your instrument, then it would make sense to me that you can communicate um, better with people. So, um, but there's science behind this. Um, I think the most interesting one was this 2013 study that talked about brain plasticity or neuroplasticity. So this is the ability of the brain to form new connections or kind of rewire itself, generate new wiring. And so without this ability, the brain can't recover from injury, for example, a stroke. So a vital aspect of brain health is this ability of the brain to kind of continuously generate new cells. And this, uh, this 2013 study found that musicians had more gray matter than non-musicians. Or if you play a musical instrument, your brain will better be able to recover from injury. Again, it makes sense because your brain, if, if you think about it as a cell generating mechanism, when you when, use it or lose it, right? And yeah. musicians are using it. So, um, so it's kind of like an insurance policy, right? If you're playing music all the time, uh, your future self may well be better able to recover from injury. And, uh, and the last one is kind of, uh, it's probably the most immediate, but uh, you probably noticed before that, you know, you're okay when something happens and then something else happens and then something else happens. And eventually your brain loses concentration because it's stressed. So, you know, the doorbell rings while you're taking something out of the oven, while somebody shouts at you, while the baby's crying, and eventually you just scream at somebody. <laughs> Any of those things on their own is fine. But what this, uh, this other study found was that learning a musical instrument helps the brain to process multi-sensory information and basically cope better when many things are all happening at once, meaning your brain can be- better cope with stress or many things happening at once. And so, um, I, by the way, I've put all of these scientific studies on a page, learnfingerpicking.com slash podcast. So anybody who wants to kind of check these out can go there. I, I leave it up all the time. Um, awesome. And on that page as well, there's a 50% discount to my beginner guitar course if anybody wants to... Uh, to uh, check that out or just go to my website where there's lots of free stuff. But um, one of the things that I've noticed um, from personal, just talking to students is that there's a real improvement in mood from learning an instrument. People just feel really great about it. And I just want to point out, it doesn't matter what instrument that is. If you, if people ask me what instrument should I play? I, I don't always say guitar. I will say, you know, that one that you've always dreamed of playing, you know, you're waiting in the elevator for something and you're, you're daydreaming and you always wanted to play an instrument, whatever that one is, play it, right? Because what will happen is when, if you pick that up, let's call it the, the trombone, because you've been thinking about it for years and years and years, when you actually make any progress on that, any momentum, you're going to feel amazing. It's going to just awaken this well of passion within you. So guitar is a great instrument because, you know, guitar is cheap. You can put it in the car. It's, you know, every other loads of people play guitar so you can play with people, but it doesn't matter what instrument you play. If you play any, you will, you will have these benefits and also you'll be learning something. And I think both of those are hugely positive. I think that's a encouraging for me because I've always wanted to play the saxophone. I've got a saxophone sitting in my basement and I've dug it out a couple of times and taken beginner lessons a couple of times and then I let it go. So that's one of the things I'm yeah. aiming at in retirement that uh, that saxophone is going to come out for sure. You know, have you, have you ever heard of the mantra of uh, floss one tooth? Yeah. 
So <laughs> just the one you want to keep. <laughs> no, it's it's so it, it's it's a really kind of sneaky way to play a game on your brain. So if someone says, "Oh, you know, I know I should floss my teeth, but I never do it. Every night I just don't do it. I'm tired. I go to bed." Well, the answer is floss one tooth, because you know what happens when you floss one? You, you floss a second one, and then a third one, and then you floss all your teeth, right? So I always suggest to people that you should try to play for 15 minutes a day. And then when your 15 minutes is up, you put your guitar or uh, saxophone back in the case, go to the toilet, go to have a cup of tea. And if you want to, you can come back and play more, but always do your 15 minutes. And this is floss one tooth because um, what, what you'll find over time, it's like financial health. Those tiny little gains over the course of a month or a year become huge. So 15 minutes a day is all it takes to become a guitar player in two or three months. Guaranteed. Yeah. Keep that in mind. I have to actually get the, get the saxophone out first <laughs> before I'm going to play it. Yeah, there's, there's a brilliant book by someone called James Clear who wrote a book called Atomic Habits about yep. how to develop new habits, right? And one of the things you can do is habit stack. So imagine every morning you get up, you have a cup of coffee, and you walk the dog. Let's just say that's your morning routine. Well, if every time after walking the dog, you played guitar, now that habit isn't like, I've got to think about it, I've got to make time. Yeah. It's you do one, two, three, and now you've just added four, you've, you've stacked your habit and it works so well. So another, I think, really cool way to develop a new habit is to stack it onto ones that you already have. And then, you know, advice two, keep it to 15 minutes floss one tooth and yeah it works I, I see it working oh that's great advice thank you and i will probably take that i've actually read the atomic habits yeah it's great isn't it yeah it's a good book very good book um yeah no it, it i mean the thing with habits is that if, if you take i think it's 21 days is what it takes a new habit to kind of embed but any habit will embed if we if we perceive it as pleasurable rather than painful yeah and of course for you right now the thought of picking up the saxophone and not really knowing what you're going to play or um or there's more pain in it than pleasure and um but but th this is a good thing about having a, a course and actually you might find a course online is that if you have a structured learning path your your teacher should be saying to you okay day one i just want you to do this forget everything else in the world just do this, okay? And then practice this. And if it fits into 15 minutes, amazing. And hopefully you enjoyed it because then by day two, you're kind of half habit stuck, you know, you're in. Coming back on day two is easy, but you're still risky. You could drop off the train real easy. So hopefully on day two, it's like, here's your 15 minutes again. And this is what I want you to try and do. And you're like, yes, I, I enjoyed that again. Still risky though. <laughs> day three, <laughs> day three, if it happens again, Day four, now you're kind of at the point where no one has to tell you anymore to kind of do your habit. You've, you've gotten pleasure from it. So that's our um, job as online instructors. We've got to design and structure these um, educational experiences so that in those moments, you actually get a feeling of reward every day for the first um, week or two. It's like a movie. If the movie isn't really good in the first half an hour, you don't watch the rest of it. Yeah. And so that's what that's what we have to do. Yeah. And do you find that um, do you find that difficult to do at, at this at the beginning of uh, designing a course? 
to make it rewarding from the start or is it something that, that you find is easy to do? I mean, I know what to do because I had so many students in person and I used to teach them and I, I could look at their face and see whether they were tuned out or listening to me or somewhere else. Uh, and that's why this, this course is uh, the way it is. Learning finger picking is all about just playing one chord, let's call it the G chord, and then using the other fingers of the other hand to pick different strings and play with the permutations and combinations. So we get, we get one or two patterns down, which you can do in like five minutes. And then you can even play around with other fingers and you can, you know, so you're actually becoming a bit of an artist in your first 15 minutes. Now, if we started changing chords and getting the other hand to hold down the strings and kind of make that sound nice and happen on time and no bad notes, that's going to take a few weeks. Yep. So we don't start there. Um, and, and what you find is that once someone's got that feeling of reward, now they've got the stickability to stick with it, right? You don't have to worry about that. Um, and and it's it, the same is true for, like, there's things I don't like. I don't like accounting. You know, I, 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 I pay someone to do my accounts. For me, that is just not pleasurable. <laughs> Could I learn more about accounting? Sure. But would you have to kind of incentivize me? Absolutely, you would, right? So I'm the kind of person, my natural tendency is, I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, my voices in my head are going to convince me that I'm bad at accounting. I don't know it. It's complex. But again, if you if you took me and gave me some positive moments in the early days, you could probably teach me accounting. And that will, I mean, I'm not looking to learn that right now. <laughs> but, you know, that will be that will be the key, you know. And um, and I think that's 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 something that I know from having students in person. But it goes against the perceived wisdom. The perceived wisdom a little bit is there are things that you need to know about playing guitar. There are things you need to know, whether it's theory, whether it's learning rhythm, whether it's reading sheet music, whether it's learning to change chords. I, I reject all of those. I say, play one chord here and that's going to do us for a week while we get creative. And, and it works because people get a buzz out of it. They get a kick out of it in those early minutes. And what that does is it buys us time. And with that time, uh, we continue to make it more and more fun. And then after a week or two, we can say, okay, let's try some new chords now. But actually, probably the students beaten me to it and gone Googling for other chords, right? So, but that, that, is the, that is the trick. And I think with learning anything, where, where the new kind of world of online education is, is improving things, is that in the old days, when you learned something, you bought the book or you went to your university course, yeah. there wasn't a lot of sympathy for, I don't quite understand this part, you know? Eh, too bad. Read it again. <laughs> <laughs> Now we see, because, you know, we can see data from how many people went from this page to that page or, you know, how many people completed this lesson or completed this video. We know where people are dropping off and we can, we can go back and improve it. And, and we, we definitely have with younger people, you know, people, millennials, uh, it's not that they've got a short attention span. They've got a short consideration span. And what that means is, because they'll watch a 14-hour box set, you know, it's, yep. it's, that, it's that they make an early judgment this is for me or this isn't. And so you've got to make sure that when people have a look, that it is for them because they're, they're, they're tuning in and they're like, yeah, okay, great. Yeah, this makes sense. Uh, and they continue. So the standards are high, but it, 
it, it makes it better for everybody. So going along with that thought, with the younger generations now with their, you know, not necessarily short attention span, but discerning attention points, um, how does that compare to people who are retired, who are maybe just looking for something new to do? Do you think that they have a little bit more um, leniency towards taking, taking the extra time or do, do they uh, jump in and out the same way, do you think? I think there is probably dif a different cultural um, appreci appreciation. So I think the stickability is probably higher in retired people. I think if, if they started something, they'd be like, okay, if I started, I'm going to finish it, probably. But, but still, for any educational course, uh, if, it, if the student has a good start, the chances of finishing are, are high, irrespective of age. And if they've got a bad start, it's much lower. So it's, right. you know, that, that's a kind of universal truth. I think though that, um, like I say, um, I, I see people learning guitar in, in two, three months, you know, to, to a level where they could play many different pieces or even accompany somebody. So it depends on what your goal is. And so one of the things I like to do when I have individual students, one-on-one um, -on -one in person or, or, or on Skype, is I say, what songs would be your dream to learn? And they say, okay, this song. I'm like, oh, it feels to me like you're kind of dumbing it down a bit. What really would you like to learn? <laughs> and then they kind of, they might give me, oh, come on, like, I've got a magic wand here. What would, what? And they go, okay, okay, this one. I'm like, okay, we can be there in four months, five months, maybe two months. Um, and here's like a little snippet out of it. Let's you see how you can break that down. Once people can see that path, they're good to go. And so I think, I think that uh, when I see more retired people taking the course, I think that um, I, I don't see that, that great a difference in, in that sense. I think they're more like, I think they'll give you more time to, 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 to prove value. I think that is true. Right, you could get away with an, a not so good course, but I think once it works, I think they move at the same speed as the the, yeah. the younger students, um, and the enthusiasm is just the same. Right, yeah. the the feeling of excitement when they're like, "Ah, oh, I can play this, I can play that," is just the same. And you know that people are getting on a Skype call because they can't see their kids or whatever, and they're talking. Yeah. So, what are you up to? And they're they're loving the fact they can be like, "Yeah, I'm doing this guitar course. I I can play like." four chords now and I can do blah. And you know, that's a better call with their family than if, they, if there was nothing going on, you know, yeah, exactly. the, the, the enthusiasm, I think people have for learning doesn't, doesn't dim. And, and I see that in the people reaching out to me, you're like, wow. And, and you, you know, the compliment you can trust the most is when someone says, oh, my wife says I sound much better. She wants to thank you. That's not <laughs> a lie. That's not a lie. You know why? Because if wife thought the playing was like strangling a cat, you know what she would say? Nothing. <laughs> so, so that's the compliment I love the most. Um, my, my husband or wife says my playing's got a lot better. But I, I think I would categorize it like that. I think maybe the retired generation give you a bit more time. Um, and I think the, 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 the younger generation a bit less. But I think once, once they get started and find a bit of momentum, the learning uh, velocity is the same. 
and the enthusiasm is the same. Good. I really like the the idea that you gave at the start that it, uh, learning something new helps with your um, mental not clarity, but with your peace of mind, with your stress, with all of the different things that are going on and, and helps you uh, ease mental tension a little bit. I, I like that that idea that because that's something that I think everybody can benefit from. I definitely think so. I think our, our brains are wired to learn. And, it, and I think we need to get away from what it is you're learning. It really doesn't matter. It, like you can pick anything and it can be learning uh, woodwork. It could be learning um, a new language. It could be learning new recipes. It could be anything. If we're learning something new, we somehow just feel more alive and we are more fun to talk to and we have yeah. more to share with other people. And we, um, you know, we're passionate creatures. So, so when, 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 when we're learning something, um, we are, you know, we are becoming deeper into ourselves somehow. We're, we're connecting with a part of ourselves that is perhaps the, the brightest. And so I, I see this um, all the time. And yeah, I would say, like even forget music for a second. I mean, we talked about the benefits of, of learning music and the brain health benefits and, the, and just, you know, how great it is to be able to play music or play music with other people or learn music and 15 minutes a day is enough. But even if you were to learn something else, let's call it Italian, the language, it, it would just transform you compared to learning nothing, right? It just, it just would. You would just be a different person. People talking to you would feel, would feel more enthusiasm coming from you. Um, but here's the funny thing about music. I don't think I've ever met someone who said to me, I don't like music. I know there's people that, you know, are music, you know, massive fans. They spend all day listening to music. They've got a thousand records in their in their sitting room. And I know there's people who are less obsessed with music, but no, nobody's ever said to me, I don't like music yeah. or that there isn't a song that comes on and they're not tapping their foot what, yeah. or, 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 or humming along, whether it be classical music or, you know, when you're driving your car and a song comes on, you know, that feeling. Yes. We all, we all um, have some connection to music and that's, that's within us. There's a, there's a really interesting um, other study that based on touching parts of, so if I play, if I, have a, if I had a piano here in front of me and I was playing certain notes, different parts of your brain would fire if we attached electrodes to it. And so a person looking at your brain pattern can actually tell you what note I'm playing. So just okay. by looking, just by looking at your brain, and someone says, okay, this electron fired or this, this part of the brain is lighting up. I could say, well, that's an F sharp. Isn't that amazing? That's how hardwired music is in us. Wow. So um, it, when you're learning, it's almost, I, I, this is the thing I think without getting too kind of uh, airy here, when you're learning music, you're connecting to something that's already in you across generations and, you know, across many many cultures and and, and evolution if, if you know it, it there's stuff that's just in us as as people that we tap into when we listen to music when we learn music when we play music that means it's a great candidate for something to learn if you don't feel that keen about learning something 
music's your guy, you know. But also, uh, I find it rare that somebody hasn't said to me, oh, I've always wanted to learn X instrument. Um, whatever that is, like I said before, that, that's your man, that's your guy. That's it. That's, I think you mentioned, you know, we're, we're passionate people and that was kind of where I was um, heading before that there's always something. And, and if we find that passion, then learning lights us up. And Correct. music is one of those things that, as you say, it's in all of us somewhere. We might not have, you know, lit it up at some point yet, but there's something in there for us. There, there is, yeah, and um, it's uh, it's important to be deliberate sometimes. So you know, life can happen to you, and it, it happens to well, it's happened to all of us in the last year. <laughs> let's, <laughs> yeah. let's face it. Um, but sometimes you have to kind of design your life too, and you have to say, um, okay, in a year's time, um, I'm going to move to this country, or I'm going to work less, or I'm going to work three days a week or, or I'm going to spend time on, for example, nutrition and spending time on really analyzing what I'm putting into my body, for example, or stretching is my thing. Now I do, I'm doing this online course, which is 15 minutes of stretching every day for 21 days. Cause, cause I, I need to, right? I'm, I'm, I, I really need to stretch, but we need to be deliberate sometimes and say, okay, I would like to put more of this or that into my life. And, um, and that's the wonderful thing about retirement, I think, these days, is that a lot of people see it. Uh, and some years before they retire, they make plans. They say, okay, I'm going to have time on my hands. I'm going to take up X, Y, Z, or I'm going to spend more time in, I'm going to spend three months of my life here where it's warm or, you know. And um, I was saying to you before the show that when my dad retired, it was because of COVID and because, um, you know, he couldn't, and he couldn't really continue. So he retired and he's really happy now. Um, I see more people being a little bit less like that and kind of being more deliberate. Hey, what would have to be true for me to have a really fulfilling retirement? Well, put some stuff in there that you're passionate about or that you might be passionate about. Or, and this would be my, my key point, make sure that you've designed some learning into your life. Because if so, you, you know, you'll probably be happy when some things go right and some things go wrong. That'll keep you passionate. I think that's a beautiful place to end. Put some learning in your life and you'll find some passion. Absolutely. That's great. It's true even for me. It's true. It's true for people of all ages. But I think particularly true if you've got some extra time on your hands. Yeah, for sure. Wonderful. Patrick, thanks very much for being with me. I'm going to make sure Pleasure. that your um, website is in the show notes. It's learnfingerpicking.com and people can go there and find everything about you, I think. Yeah, and if you want the, the the stuff we talked about today and the course discount, it's learnfingerpicking.com slash podcast. Perfect. And, uh, and there's, there's good stuff there. Yep. Fabulous. Thanks so much. Thank you, Jackie. Talk soon. And that's it for this episode of Beyond Retirement. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoyed it. To check out the video interviews, please go to my YouTube channel at bit.ly forward slash beyond retirement that's bit dot ly forward slash beyond retirement be sure to subscribe so you won't miss any new episodes <laughs>